Good morning. I appreciate so much the opportunity to join you today as we commune together. However, in all the years that I imagined this moment, never in my wildest dreams did I imagine it would look like this. But that's how we feel about pretty much everything right now. It can be hard in moments of uncertainty and confusion to remember that God has a plan and it is inevitable. Sometimes it's really clear how our current experience fits into God's providence, but sometimes the darkness can feel so overwhelming that we just squeeze our eyes tight and make it impossible to see even a glimmer of his light. Think about parenting. Loving parents have big picture goals in mind for their kids. They want them to stay healthy, they want them to stay out of trouble. They want them to stay focused on their futures and they want them to stay close. But as much as we want them to be healthy, they get sick. As much as we want them to stay out of trouble, they mess up. As much as we want them to have fulfilling lives and successful futures, they will fail and they will fall sometimes. And as much as we want them to stay close, they have to leave and find their way back. Does any of this mean that we stop loving our kids or that our lofty goals of rearing them to be happy, healthy, Christ-loving adults are pointless? No. Things don't always go as we plan, but we keep our focus. Think about your home right now. For all you neat freaks out there, how's that working out for you? Maybe you have all the kids home trying to do schoolwork, eat, play, maybe even relax a little bit, all while you do as much work from home as possible and feed your family without going anywhere. Or maybe it's just the two of you now. And as much as you love him, you cannot stand one more minute of his feet on the coffee table and his super loud chewing. Or maybe it's her dishes that are camping out in the sink all day long. Is she trying to find a cure in your kitchen? Maybe it's a bit more serious. Maybe he's still driving his truck and making deliveries all over the state, encountering who knows how many people who could be infected. And you drag yourself home and try to wind down after the most confusing and exhausting shift that you've ever pulled. Will your house ever be clean again? Sure, because that's your plan. Will you be able to continue enjoying your retirement together and hug those grandbabies again? Sure, because that's important to you. Will you be able to drag yourselves out of bed in the morning and get up and go do the job that you're asked to do? Yes, because that's who you are. So if we, with all of our flaws and self-centeredness, can stay focused and stick to a good plan, how dare we doubt the inevitability of an all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful God whose plan is to live in perfect union with his world and his people. In the face of our fears, we must remember that his plan is unavoidable in spite of all that may happen this side of heaven to distract and detract from his good pleasing, and perfect will. We should take Paul's advice in Romans 12 to truly and properly worship by constantly renewing our minds and focusing our hearts on the heart of God, not the worries of the world. 
John's account of Jesus' final days gives us some assurance that even when things, things seem bleak, God's plan is still in motion. On the first Palm Sunday, even Jesus' closest friends didn't understand how things were going to play out. The Jews who had heard and learned and hidden in their hearts and worn on their foreheads the word of God for generations could not see who he was, or they were afraid to admit it if they did. Jesus himself admitted that his soul was troubled as he faced his inevitable death. He was afraid, but he stuck to the plan in order to bring glory to his father. In John 13, even Peter, the rock, expressed confusion when Jesus washed his feet, and he still betrayed him. So in John 14, Jesus speaks words of comfort to his disciples. To clear up some of their confusion, he reminds them in verse 1, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. And then in verse 6, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then in verse 7, he continues and says, If you really knew me, you would know my Father. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. After a deeper explanation of the relationship he has with his Father, Jesus asks those he's leaving behind to show their love for him by obeying his commands and he reminds them, and even the power of Satan will be used so that the world may know how much he loves his father. Then in verses 26 and 27, Jesus soothes the fear of Judas with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. God's plan for his son could not be stopped. The way it unfolded was confusing to many and unbelievable to some. Remember as you take this bread and drink this cup that his love for you is the plan and it can't be stopped. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, today as we come to commune together and as we remember on this celebration of Palm Sunday, the gift of your Son. Father, may we let go of the fear, the doubt, the confusion in the midst of things that we don't understand, Father, and may we give ourselves over to your perfect plan. Lord, we trust in your plan, we trust in your love, and we trust in your Son. It's in his name we pray. Amen.